Hello there. Welcome to Path to Hogwarts. I'm Henry, one of the hosts of the podcast. The group of us who started this podcast are business consultants in the field of childcare, active in the area of the Minnesota Seven County Metro, the Minneapolis and St. Paul Twin Cities area. A lot of what we do from the day to day. Is to be out there in the field, talking to potential founders of childcare businesses, who dream of one day start their own family childcare business or childcare center business, and we help them succeed, especially on the business front.、Uh, we do everything from marketing to finance to budgeting to planning on the business rules. So while we do all this work. We hear a lot of interesting, fascinating stories from these trailblazers and entrepreneurs in the field of childcare. So we decided that together we should share this with people out there who share our passion about childcare. In this podcast, and we're still figuring this out,、uh, we will be talking about topics that interest us and hopefully topics that interest you. And from time to time, we will be inviting. Guests、uh, in the field of childcare who can be here and share their perspectives. In this pilot episode,、uh, we will be talking to one of our clients. Her name is Denise Fadina. She started working with us on the business side of her childcare business、uh, a couple months ago, and now she is open as a family childcare provider. So we wanted to just talk to her about how she decided to start in the field of childcare. What were some of her concerns and excitements?、Uh, what were the successes and failures along the way? In this episode,、uh, you will see、uh, other hosts of the podcast,、uh, especially Katrina Resnicki as well. So. Uh, we will be on iTunes. Please、uh, give us feedback on what you like and don't like. We will adapt our content along the way. Hope you enjoy it. Denise, would you say hello to our audience? Hello. And we have Kaltrina here. Hi, everyone. And for this pilot episode, we have a special guest host.、Uh, she's Shanna Ford, also here with us. Shanna is a business development manager working for First Children's Finance, which is our host organization. Shanna, would you say hello to everyone and let's kick off the interview. Good morning, everyone.、Um, my name is Shanna Ford. I'd like to start off by asking Denise the first question. Denise, one of the things I've noticed about you and your marketing and your business plan is really your ability to promote. Could you share with us? What do you do to promote, and how do you do it consistently? Absolutely. Well,、um, yeah. So promotion has been something I've learned、um, throughout various、um, positions I've held.、Uh, I've redid marketing for one school that I worked at.、Um, I was heavily into the marketing at a position previous to this、um, uh, venture of childcare, and so I think it's been part of、um, you know the social media culture, just to kind of show what you're doing day in day out, get that one angle, have the perfect lighting, you know. Um, and outside really does、um, allow for that to happen, and so I think that、um, having the kids engaging and fun, you get some real life pictures, and、um, I think everyone wants to see children, you know, engaging and fun,、um, learning, 
um, being outside, making friends, just having that that great lifelong um, memory that they're making at that moment. And so I think that it's, it's actually kind of easy <laughs> to promote and share all the fun we're having at Bright Future. Um, and I think the consistency comes in with, um, I have themes that we do during the summer, for example, every week. Um, and then in the fall, um, we do the preschool curriculum. There's a monthly kind of theme that we have. And so I think just highlighting um, what pertains to that theme um, is fun. And then also our core values. Um, anytime there's something that has to do with arts, with culture, with community, we want to make sure to accent that and show that to the world that that's what we're really about. So I think that um, you know doing that daily or kind of every other day is a good thing to do for us. So it's been it's been fairly easy but fairly fun. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Um, speaking of the consistency, we all know that um, managing a childcare business is very busy. You mm-hmm. need to be organized. Yes. And you talked about how it's easy for you to stay in the realm of promotion because you have pre-planned your themes yes you can just highlight the day that the children are having right. but what happens when life's whirlwind gets in the way when do you and how do you still promote sure i think um late nights are part of the business <laughs> after the kids have gone um and you have your family time with your family and i think you know once everyone's asleep and I think moms around the world, like working mothers, can completely identify with that. That after your own children have gone to bed, um, you definitely have to make up for whatever you've missed or make up for the whirlwinds, um, you know, or if the day got away from you. It's maybe that 9 o'clock to maybe 11 o'clock time frame <laughs> that you have to kind of, you know, um, catch up from what, what hadn't happened that day. So I would say that's probably, again, from all motherhood, you know, most mothers can say that. Um, Probably where I'm at. <laughs> I can definitely resonate yeah. with the 9 to 11. I think <laughs> yes. you coined the phrase. Um, that's called the second shift now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so during my second shift. <laughs> um, I remember uh, meeting Denise uh, for the first time, and she came to uh, to our office, and uh, we kind of, in our, in our first meeting, kind of get to know the provider the first time. We want to know more about where they are right now in their life. Um, you know, especially with startups, we ask about why do you want to start childcare? What it is something that is um, so important to you that you want to start this business? You want to leave your work, uh, the work that you're doing behind. You want to start this new venture. Um, and I recall just Denise coming and having this business plan ready in front of her, and I was just impressed with how elaborate her business was she knew exactly why she wanted to get into the child care field um, she um, she knew her values about the program um, and again we talked a lot about her marketing strategy so I, I was impressed by her uh, marketing effort even before she was actually launched she um, had families that had she already had recruited and had been talking to about her program before even getting her license so um, in if I can say in three main points um, Denise had a really well thought out business plan. Um, she had a really good marketing strategy and had started promoting and enrolling families into her program before she actually was launched. Um, knowing that rarely do we see um, startup entrepreneurs in the first months having fully enrolled programs. I think um, you know this is a big achievement. So um, Denise. Your, your hard work and your very thoughtful process of, you know, from day one when you wanted to do it while you're in this business really paid off because you're one of the rare entrepreneurs that I see that have a fully enrolled program in their first few months of operation. 
Um, and if I can elaborate some more, Chanel, when we talked about her marketing, I thought it was so important that she mentioned social media. Um, not only because being a family childcare provider, it is really, um, you are dealing with tight resources, mm -hmm. right? You don't have big programs like centers do, you're limited to the number of families that you can enroll. And certainly, you know, the startup costs can be a burden. So for some entrepreneurs, marketing is some, you know, just in the back of their heads because they're thinking, well, I have to make my, you know, my, my house ready for, for business. I have to apply for a license. Uh, maybe I have to make some investments in the house that might be big ticket items that you're not thinking about marketing. So how Denise was so innovative in her strategies is that she used social media, which is for free, right? You mm -hmm. did. You don't need to invest a lot of money. And I noticed she said she had these themes and you know jokes, right? Like good lighting, good pictures, kids <laughs> yes. having fun. That will do the job. So um, you know that was a real. You did not have to invest a ton of resources into this strategy, and you still got the point across. So I thought this was very, very intelligent. Thank you. How do you recommend or teach your clients to put that into their um, promotional strategies and I say that because we know Denise did it and it was because she's had past experience but how do you teach someone who doesn't have that experience so I'd say when you think about promoting your business in the end this is uh, just about getting the message out right you're, you're offering a service it's definitely a service that someone else needs uh, no matter what business this is right but childcare center certainly there are children out there uh, needs to be taken care of. That, that's why the, the industry exists. So uh, it's all about getting that message out to the right audience. And social media, as we were talking about, this is one very important way. That's how people are getting information now. That's how people are getting news. That's how, you know, a lot of big events in the world are being impacted, right? Think about what are the ways where your target audience, the customers that you intend to serve, are getting information besides social media you know there are places that they visit or communities where they gather um, yeah so so for someone even without any kind of marketing promoting background uh, my number one recommendation is think about start with your customer right think about where they get their information and get your message out there and I think having the theme or what you're trying to portray um, oftentimes looking at um, what the purpose is what your vision is that'll often give you a lot of inspiration to move forward with what do I want to portray you know, if our if our core values are arts and community, well, that's what we're going to portray when we're going to see the police, you know, police station, when we're going to do an arts uh, activity, things like that. So I think moving forward with what you want to show the world that you are made of, it's a great place to start too. Um, Denise, if you could share with our audience at least two to three themes that you use and why you use them. Absolutely. Um, so currently this week is kind of fun. We're doing um, health week. And so we learn about nutrition, um, sports, how to eat healthy. We'll try new foods. Um, and the kids get a sticker if they try new foods, you know, <laughs> uh, some funky fruits, different things like that. And um, so then we have a dress-up day on Thursday, for example, is every Thursday. Um, and so today's Jersey Day. Um, our Thursday this week will be Jersey Day. And so the kids come dressed up in their jerseys, and we go play at the park, and we get to do some games in the backyard. Um, we go to the library on Tuesdays. And so whatever the theme is that week, they have to find books. First, they can play kind of later, but when we oh, have jerseys as in yes. your own jerseys, yeah, as jerseys as in. for bright future for your. <laughs> <specific>. <laughs> I will write that down for my notes. Yes, but uh, 
yeah. Right now we have Vikings and their own basketball. Oh, okay. So Jersey's a sports team. Yes, Which sir. could be cooler, yes, but sir. I was just, you know, <laughs> the people out there yes. was listening. No, that's great. We actually have t-shirts, but we haven't, we have not graduated to jerseys yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a great idea. That's cool. Um, so I think being able to accent um, in our social media with the pictures, this is what we're doing. This is what it looks like. Um, we're out in the community. We're out doing things. We're not just kind of sitting in my living room, <laughs> you know, so to speak. Um, so... Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, that's fun, a fun one. Uh, the farm week is another fun one. We actually go to Oliver Kelly Farm. Um, Friday is kind of our day that we don't do academics. <laughs> They're like, yes, no homework. Because <laughs> <laughs> we do do homework throughout the summertime, for example. Nice. Um, and so with that, we get to, you know, do the farm books. We get to learn about uh, Minnesota as well, because there's obviously a lot of farms in Minnesota. Um, and so going to the farm and seeing, at Oliver Kelly specifically, they have the 1880 farm. Um, so everything's kept as it was from 1880 and then, or 1850, one of those, um, 1800s. And then they have the new farm. So you get to see all of it, you know, and it's fairly inexpensive. And so that's a cool way to see Minnesota since we all live here and, and such. Um, another fun one was ocean week. And so we actually got to make ocean slime. The parents weren't super happy, but <laughs> the kids absolutely loved it. <laughs> um, but you start off with clear slime and add in your glitter and your different ocean colors and the kids were just blown away. They loved it. Um, and so I think being able to just uh, explore different, you know, pieces of our culture and um, different academic um, areas, you know, learning about the world, learning about um, what resources we have even in our city or in different countries. You know, um, we have a Globe Week. We have just all kind of different things that we do. And I think that helps me to stay on track. I know Tuesday's coming. I know it's library day. Okay. We got, you know, I know what to look forward to. I know Thursday's dress up day. What outfits do I need to get for me and my kids? Uh, we have a crazy hair day during science week, you know, because it's just you got to have fun. <laughs> so we get the um, hair color, you know, different things um, for the kids to do. And so I think it just um, keeps it because it, it's similar and consistent in the sense that the kids know what to expect. And that's really good for children to have. But it also changes it up for them. So I think that's that's the best way for me is just, you know, to be able to have that, that system of themes. And um, it really does provide, you know, that fun for the kids. I admire Denise how not only do kids in your program look like they have a ton of fun, mm -hmm. but you also have fun. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this is incredible, yes. right? Yes. So you've got to make it fun for the kids, but also fun right. for yourself. Because right. if this is turning into your profession mm -hmm. and you want to be in this business for a long time, right. you have to make sure that you are also having fun and enjoying this process. Because... Being a family childcare provider is hard work. Yes, it is. Um, you <laughs> wear so many hats. You do so many things. You're a business owner. Again, you're an entertainer. You are an educator. <laughs> yeah. Most importantly, yeah. you're a cook. Right. You are a chef. You're right. You do all these. I'm a maintenance. Uh, <laughs> right? So yeah. you do all these things. And right. it is so, so important that you have fun in the process. And I would like to ask you, like, where do you get all these cool ideas? And how would you advise other providers to kind of, you know, have fun while they do this job? Certainly. Uh, well, I definitely operate more in my left brain. <laughs> That's very organized. Um in the sense that, not that I'm organized in every area of life, but I feel like a lot of times it's hard to move forward if I don't have a plan. Um, and so I'm definitely a planner. I'd like to plan out months or weeks ahead. Um, I myself like to have some sense of what's coming up next or that consistency. So to be able to know what's coming up next Thursday, okay, I need an outfit. Um, and again, this is referencing the summer plans. Um, I think that um, having that consistency is helpful. I use a lot of tools on my phone. My phone is um, definitely a big part of running things. 
Um, because I don't need to do long formal documents necessarily now that I'm going. <laughs> now beforehand I did. But now that I'm going, I do need a lot of long formal documents. I can have single sheets that are, um, you know, just saved in my phone on my PDF app. You know, and so I also have a OneNote, um, the OneNote app that I do my lists and things on. And so essentially just keeping myself organized um, really helps me to look forward to that. Um, some of the ideas came from actually from my daughter. Um, she is titled my assistant. <laughs> She's 10, so it works out fine. But um, but so I kind of sometimes have run things past her. I'm like, what do you think about this? Or what would be a good idea for the arts during Ocean Week or during Globe Week? And she'll say, Mom, that's not that's not cool. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, what do you think would be cool? Help me out. You know, she's like, I'm the assistant. So, I mean, it's kind of a badge of honor for her. And it's definitely a wonderful experience as a mother to be able to engage, you know, in business with my own kid. Um, and so, I've, you know, asked my son a couple times. He's more six and just wants to, like, play tag all the time. So <laughs> he has a couple ideas. But it's mostly, it's mostly her um, that's helped me for ideas. And... You know, I came up with a list of, I think there's, what, 13 weeks in summer or something like, like that. I came up with, like, I don't know, 18 ideas. And so if we were able to fully execute, you know, library day, the arts and crafts, um, we do special foods on Wednesday. So we get to cook something, either for snack or lunch. And so if we were able to kind of execute every, you know, check every box that we needed for the week, then it was a success. You know, and some of them we changed out. We saw during the week it was less fun. But like, it wasn't as fun as we thought. So we were able to adjust for the summer. But, um... But yeah, I think it's definitely from her, definitely from um, Pinterest, um, and then um, just, you know, thinking of things as I've, you know, been around children and been around um, different, you know, uh, experiences and events that I've seen kids, I'm like, oh, that'd be fun if we did that, you know, or things like that. So I think just keeping my eyes open, you know? Yeah. If I could um, take a moment and turn this podcast into a more intimate conversation, what did you learn from Katrina? Um, well, I have gained a wealth of knowledge and experience from being a part of First Children's Finance and meeting with Katrina, um, experiencing um, some time with Shanna and some advice. Um, I think that I, I would not be where I'm at without the experience here at First Children's for sure. And I have, my experience has more been with nonprofit, with charter schools, um, churches, things like that. It's not been for profit or, or my own business. And so being able to freely ask Katrina all of my questions, I didn't feel that I was, you know, ignorant or that it wasn't um, going to be received or answered. It was just an open conversation, open question. And I always felt comfortable and confident in asking that. And I think that when people come into this business and don't know a lot, that's really important to be able to freely ask and not feel that, um, not feel any negativity from that or um, having any any bad feelings, not feeling smart enough, not feeling confident. So Katrina definitely helped me, definitely made me feel um, smart, <laughs> offered, you know, compliments and information that was like, you know, had me feeling smart, had me feeling confident, had me feeling I'm on the right path. Um, and so that was wonderful. And um, learning about the business plan I thought was really beneficial. Um, I did get some information um, from Think Small as well. They've been very instrumental too. And so that merged really well. So the various, you know, organizations that are here to support people in Minnesota, you know, I think they blend well. It's not, um, you know, it's not one of them saying one thing and the other saying another. And so that's been a very positive experience as well. Um, I feel like she's always has a smile on her face too. <laughs> Katrina always looks positive and happy and smiley. And so even if you come in, you know, maybe not feeling as happy, she's she's going to brighten your day. So that's been awesome too. Oh, thanks, Denise. 
Um, the feeling is mutual. I think you are a very positive person. And I remember in the first interactions that I had with Denise, seeing her passion about childcare. I really was taken away from that. Um, I see, I meet with a lot of entrepreneurs in a daily basis, and you really spot out those that are passionate about this work and you know really love what they're doing from far away. And from day one, from the first moment that I saw you, you're really passionate about it. I admire that you are also a go-getter. You, um, I, and I'll say for all entrepreneurs out there, there's always going to be barriers in starting your business. You are not going to know everything. You're not going to know maybe finances. You might not know very well about marketing or or even for childcare, right? You you'll be going through these trainings and learning um, about business, learning about what childcare is, how does it work, right? So, but that grit about you know wanting to learn about things and not letting the barriers stop you from getting to that end goal. Um, I thought you were an example of that. You know, you we're looking, you know, at startup costs also, right? So this that's you know one one big barrier that a lot of providers think, how am I going to overcome that? But I know that you you did not give up, right? You were you um, had this passion and you had this dream of making your own business, and you said, I'm going to go get it, and I'm going to be successful at it. And uh, certainly you are because you know being able to have a full program since month one is quite a big achievement so um, I would say um, when you and I if you recall in our first conversations with Denise I said you are you doing a family childcare or are you doing a center <laughs> because yeah. knowing the level of how prepared you were right. and uh, passionate and an elaborate program you had curriculums and on my head I'm like she sounds like she wants to do a center but I know that's in the coming for you right um, yes. because I know your goal is to grow but um, but starting with a family talker is an excellent idea because you're building your family base, you're learning more about the business right. side, you're testing what, what this industry is like and right. then um, hopefully growing in the future. So yes. I, um, you really are a role model of a client that I have because we are so open in our conversation, you are willing to work through hard stuff, through finances right and sit together and understand and um, you know work together so I really valued our time and I learned from you a lot on what is like being you know passionate a person that wants to get a goal achieved and wants to work towards their dreams so thank you yeah it's definitely been a process um, when you talk about getting the house ready and being like a go-getter you have to be 100% and you have to follow up with people and you have to follow up with um, the tasks that you're given, you have to follow up with your, um, you have to follow up with your, um, the list from the county, you have to follow up with the organizations you're with, you, have to, you know, it's right, constant, right. you have to be on top of the ball. And I definitely feel like that, um, having the feedback from this organization, having the feedback from the different, um, um, from the paperwork we were working on, the business plan, having all that feedback was definitely helpful and definitely put me on the right track to keep moving forward. So I could continue to go get, <laughs> you know. But I did have a question uh, for Denise. So when you come in and, you know, start working with us on the business side of the childcare, you're so ready, you know, and thoughtful and uh, just wondering, you know, so what kind of what made you decide to do this? What was your story, kind of? What was your original story as a as a as a childcare hero? Sure. Yeah. Um, 
So for me, it's always, I've always loved children. Ever since I was an older child, like 10, 11, I always loved to play with the little ones. Um, I babysat. I used to take a bunch of little kids to the mall with me when I was little. And we'd go get food and play. And so um, even for one of my birthday parties, we had a water balloon fight with all the church kids. It was fun. So I've always um, loved seeing children excel. I've always had um, a passion for their well-being um, and to see them be successful in life, move forward positively. Um, I'm very, I'm really protective over children that I care for and that I have um, special feelings for. So some of my, you know, my my best friends, their children, I'm very protective over them, you know. And so I just have this, um, I guess, innate. Um, I'm, I'm drawn to them, you know, and so I think in the sense of helping them feel supported and I'm drawn to helping them, you know, lifting them up. And so ever since I was little, I worked at the YMCA in high school. Um, when I moved, when I moved here, I got, I was at the U of M for college and I worked at an after school program. Um, I continued through that. I worked at a charter school. I was in charter schools for over six years. Um, and then I was then a part of the kids ministry program at my church. And so I've always just always been with children, you know, and I think being able to pursue something for myself and my family and being able to use all that I've learned to build, um, you know, for my family name and for myself, I think has been key um, in me transitioning and wanting to, um, it's, it's, it's wonderful to build for someone else when you're working for them. And I think there's definitely a lot of positive um a lot of positivity in that, but I think there's something to be said when you want to build for yourself and to move forward with that. And there's been a lot that's happened. <laughs> it's not been easy to get here. Um, I started in November with Think Small and Trinette and moved forward um, engaging with um, First Children and being able to go through this program. And it's not been easy. My house had to get like all remodeled and a bunch of stuff. Um, I had to get a bunch of paperwork done, figure out different things, and we were able to open you know, on time. Um, but it's definitely a lot of a lot of things to accomplish. And so I think just that passion for children um, and being able to find resources and have support, you know, kind of got me here. Yeah. Uh, uh, if I may, uh, just one follow up. Sure. What, what was the moment that, that kind of made you decide to uh, take the leap, you know, to, to start your own thing? Or was there such a moment for you? I think that I've known that I have, uh, I was going to own my own business at some point. And I think engaging with the children in the way that I have, um, being able to start them off um, earlier. Um, toddler years and um, early childhood, that range from zero to five is very, very vital for children's future. And I think um, if, I'm, if I'm really for the child and really for the child succeeding, then I think it's a great place to start early. Um, if that's going to have the most benefit, the most impact. Um, so I think that, um, I think just as I was engaging, you know, my own family, looking at where we wanted to be and where we wanted to go, um, it was about a year ago and I was able to, to make the decision and, um, my husband and I made it, just made a decision. We're like, we're going to do it, you know? So, um, and then I started, like I said, in November with Think Small. So yeah. <laughs> Here you are. Here I am. <laughs> yes. It's been wonderful. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs>